Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Kings fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. another episode rain where your host might have overslept his alarm and that host is me randy mcmahon and the other one is joe paterino how you doing everybody needs an i can use a nap right now everybody needs a nap right it happens yeah dude i I came back from uh my buddy saint patty's day party um he's from ireland uh so much so that you can barely understand him after one beer uh and uh yeah it was just sunny out today like first day out i mean you probably could tell a little bit little 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 peach here on the forehead sure it was a little sunny today and you know the sun gets to you a little bit when you're not expecting it no that's that's uh hey it was not that here today we actually had our uh um the banquet for the high school hockey team that i coach and it was I think I looked at the weather at one point and said it felt like five degrees with the wind chill. So cold, a little different here today, Randon, in Western New York. I bet, I bet. Well, how did that go? I mean, how did I mean the the high school good. thing go? How did it end up? Yeah, and yeah, it was good. It was good. It's always you know a nice little end to the season, regardless whether you have a good season, bad season. I mean, at the end of the day, it's to send off to the kids and a thank you to the kids and the guys and you know the parents for the work that they put into. So. Um, you know, it's that's always a it's, it's always a fun event. It sounds like a bunch of handshakes and uh, kissing babies, if you don't yes. ask me. Yes, some of that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, good man. Well, I mean, it hasn't been that way for the Kings a little bit. Uh, it seems like you know the the Sharks always have their number. Um, another King gets injured or falls through the cracks every single game. This, I mean, you know, AA goes in, oh. goes down. A bunch of other people go down. I mean. Eventually, we're going to start calling up Swamp Rabbits to to LA if uh, if we if we don't get some better luck there. Uh, and with that bad luck, let's start with our first topic. Robo out as coach of the rain uh, via via mutual agreement. Um, you know the the hush hush with why he hasn't been coaching has been uh, you know much of much interest to LA Kings fans, Ontario Rain fan, and you and I. Yeah. Um, and with this departure, the secrecy still stays, uh, but it must seem that it's uh, pertinent enough to, you know, cut ties. Well, I mean, what is your opinion on this? And 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 uh, how do you feel about that decision? It's really hard to have uh, a strong opinion one way or the other, other than whatever it is that's going on. Um I just hope that that at the end of the day, it it works itself out. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously going off the assumption that it's something 
negative <clears throat> that's going on uh, perhaps in his personal life or something like that. And again, I, you know, I'm just speculating here, but uh, all, all I can say is I hope that whatever is going on, um, you know, it gets righted and, and he's able to, uh, to move forward uh, whenever that time comes. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm like, I hope it's not anything. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's anything bad. I think it's more like it's family oriented and he's just not able to mentally put in what it takes to be a coach. Uh, as you know, as a player or a coach, as what you are now, like you have to be 100% into it. And if you're not into it 100%, then the rest of the team is not getting, uh, you know, the full effort that they deserve as well. And and I hope that Robo comes back. I was super excited about the coaching hire. I thought that he was the right person for the job. That he had the pedigree and the youth, and to to create offense amongst all these prospects that we have coming up. Uh, and I know that he'll get another shot when he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's, that's, that's about, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Again, I just hope that, uh, hope he's well, hope his family is, is as well as could be with, with whatever it is that's going on. And, and again, hopefully he gets through on the other side of it. Agreed. Agreed. Let's move it on uh, with uh, our next topic, rain amongst Kings. Uh, it seemed, uh, I mean, I post a comment on Twitter. I said, you're going to need all the umbrella. You're going to need your umbrella with all this rain coming down at crypto.com or the crypt. Uh, lots of youth coming up uh, from our team to the big boy club. How did you think that they fared? Obviously, Jordan Spence in his first night, first, uh, I, I mean, he's in so many nationalities with Australian and Japanese and all that stuff. But it, it was a first amongst many things for the NHL for him uh, and, and the league. How do you think that he fared in his first night? And how did you like all the seeing all that youth like you know, being paired together? Yeah, no, that is pretty cool to see. I mean, these are a lot of the guys that you know, we've been watching and Rain fans have been watching all season. You know, Moverari's up and in the lineup. Jersey, of course, has been there. Spence now. Uh, Lise Anderson's going to be back there. Anderson Dolan. So it's really cool to see see this crop of, of kids kind of now infiltrate the lineup. You know, yeah, maybe it's because of some injury, but this is why you, part of the reason why you have them and you have this depth. So that's really cool to see. And I thought Spence, I thought Spence was good. I mean, as, for stepping in like that, I think that um, there was moments in the game, and there's times in the game where, in Ontario, he's just he is steps ahead of like the next play. He's thinking two and three steps ahead, and he's able to make plays much smoother, much quicker. And I think you know he's he was adjusting still, and there were still some moments in that game in against San Jose where it was it's a little faster naturally it's the NHL. So that'll take a little bit of an adjustment, but all in all, I, I don't think that he looked, you know, out of place or anything like that. Um, and, and the more he plays, the more he'll get adapted to the speed, but considering where, you know, coming into the season, uh, the expectations for him, I, I, I cannot imagine that there was, you know, uh, a, a lot of talk about him getting an NHL look this year. Um, but, Hey, it's it's been needed, and he stepped in. And again, I thought he had a good first game. We'll see how tonight goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, people have been clamoring for it, and I think, uh, you know, there are fans amongst me who are a little bit, you know, unpatient and want to see some of these guys up there with the big club because of how well they're playing. And and you and I are on the rookie of the year train for Jordan Spence, so he's been well deserving of the nod to get brought up and unfortunately for uh Kings fans but fortunately for him that we've had the injuries to where he's getting that ask you know and like you said there's been plenty of times in that game where you're like okay this is the skill that we brought him up with and then there were some times where he flat out chucked the puck right in the middle of the center of the ice sharks got it there was a shot on goal uh it didn't lead to a goal um that I remember but there was some mistakes as well it's going to happen. You know, it's the first, his, it was his first game. I remember Dursey had some, some hiccups in his first game too. And the other part of it is when you get these young defensemen that are, especially their offensive minded defensemen, like their calling card is their offense. You're going to kind of live and die with, with that, right? You're going to understand they're going to make some mistakes. They're going to have some turnovers, but you're hoping that the, you know, it more than pays off because of what they're going to bring to the offensive side of things and them creating offense. So um, again, I, I don't, I bet nothing that happened in that game was a surprise to anyone in the Kings organization. I thought it was again, a, a steady, if unspectacular first game. Um, and that's, that's perfectly fine with me. I agreed. And, and hopefully he, you know, we'll start learning obviously again, first game, all this kind of stuff, but the, 
maybe the Kings don't have that time to wait in the fact that they have all these injuries. They have all these people in the IR. Athens, you just put on the IR today. Yep. And I'm not putting this all on Jordan Spencer's shoulders, but some of this youth is going to have to step up down the stretch. If they don't make any big moves and they want to stay in that number two seed, the youth is going to have to come up big. Yeah, and we're going to see – we're going to get a look at it today. I mean, as I, I – um... I'm seeing the Kings are out for warmups and, and the LA Kings insider, Zach Dooley's tweeted the lines and you've got Kaliev again, one of the kids he's up on line two. Uh, Leas Anderson playing with Byfield on line three. And of course, Anderson Dolan uh, is in the lineup. Uh, Mulverari, Spence, Dersey, Bjornfoot. So a lot of young kids still sprinkled throughout this lineup. So this is an opportunity. You have to look at it as an opportunity. Obviously, as a Kings fan, you hate to see your guys get hurt, especially when it's Drew Doughty and Arvidsson and all these guys that, that go down. You, you don't want to see that. But, you know, especially as a coach, it's like, okay, next man up, you know, and this is why we have these guys. This is what it's all about. So hopefully um, they're able to weather this storm and the kids are able to step up. And, we'll, again, we'll get another look at it tonight. Pretty good segue into our next topic with uh, Leah stays hot. And I agree with you. He needs to come in and he was, he was on fire for the Ontario rain. I don't really understand why he didn't play last game. I mean, I guess after the CU has been on fire as well, getting an opportunity now because of injury playing on the third line. And I really like the fact that he's with Byfield. I, I just, you know, the, the antagonist, the put, you know, the four check back check paycheck type attitude that he plays with. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic for Byfield in this game, and I really hope that line gets a spark. Yeah, really excited to see those two play together. Um, and yeah, Lee, Lee Sanderson was ridiculous in Ontario. It was, it was pretty impressive to watch. I mean, and he did so much of his damage on the power play down low where where Anderson Dolan was, um, and he had a couple of gorgeous goals between the legs. But he also made a couple of really nice passes too. Um, again, similar to Anderson Dolan, he knew when it, he knew when he had to pass it. He knew when he, when he could shoot it, and he was creative enough to make a skill play if he had to. Um, he 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 played very well in his short time on the uh, conditioning stint. And yeah, I think it was just one of those things where they had won a couple of games, so they weren't going to mess with a winning lineup with you know, when he, when they came up, when he came up the other day. So um, he'll get a shot tonight and it's a good opportunity next to Byfield and Dustin Brown for that matter. So we'll see uh, what type of spark he can bring there. Yeah. hundred percent agreed. I, you know, he's one of those guys where you. It was a steal for a second round pick. I thought that he's played well. I thought that he's been a guy who, uh, because of injury, much, much like Athletic this season, uh, hasn't really gotten the chance, but has capitalized when he has played. Um, you know, I guess Athens CU more so because, I mean, he's, I think goals per game, Athens CU is one of the top two or three on the team because he just really hasn't had that chance, but he seems like he scores all the time. I just think Leas always brings that kind of the spark or that drive or that uh, grit. Um, with the rain, it was through, like you said, through the leg goals, passes everywhere, all this kind of stuff. It was very much apparent. Uh, and I think that line should have a different uh, level of intensity uh, coming into this game. Yeah, that's the thing. He's got he's got that that jump to his game. He's got a little uh, pep in his step. Uh, he's got some wheels to him, but he also has that skill too. He's got he can be very creative and he's really skillful down low uh, and in tight areas. So I think all that stuff really really could help, and it could help a guy like. Um, you know, like Byfield, because it's a different look. It's a different player than a Carl Grundstrom. It's a different player than an Athens CU. So um, it could be could be something that is a benefit to Byfield, having a guy like that next to him. Yes, I think so too as well. Fans, obviously, if you're watching this live on YouTube, please ask your questions and get into the chat. Like and subscribe if you're listening to this tomorrow morning. Hopefully, we have a good result for you from the Kings in the Rain. Let's keep going with good results here at the top of the leaderboards. Would you look at that? TJ Tynan and Martin Furk, both in the top three in scoring in the league. TJ Tynan overtakes the top spot uh, there with 74 points, 11 goals, 63 assists. And Furk right there with 31 goals, 27 assists. Could you have asked for a better duo for, for the Rain this season? No, and I, I think we talked about it either last show or a couple of shows ago. Man, I I was excited about Tynan before the season started. And I think you knew that. I I didn't know what that, that we'd see something like this. I mean, I know he just won the MVP a year ago, so it's not. I guess it shouldn't be too shocking. But man, to see it game in and game out when you're watching it all the time, 
It is incredibly impressive. And Martin Furk, holy cow, the, some of the goals he scored over this last week, just he he's he doesn't miss. You get him in the spot on, on that left circle, or or uh, Velarde left one off for him in the, in the high slot, and he just unloads. And um, yes, I just love his reactions too when he scores goals. He loves he loves it, and um, you can tell how excited he gets. So you got two of the three top scorers in the league. That's awesome. Um, and again, that's part of the reason the Rain are so fun to watch uh, every single game. A hundred percent agreed, and I think. He's second to probably maybe Victor Arvidsson, who people who like to shoot the puck just generally love when the puck hits their stick. You know, it's I don't know if you know I didn't play much hockey a little in just beer leagues pretty much, but the sound of a baseball hitting that wood bat and you know when you hit it and that crack sound. I don't know if it's the same for hockey players, but it's got to feel good. I mean, listen, I. I'd be lying if I said I could say because I, mean, I don't shoot at anything like him. That's for it's, sure. You're slap shot, Joe. You're a bar down Paterino. That's what they call you at, in the rinks. No, no, not with no. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, it's again, then the duo, it's perfect, right? Because you have the ultimate playmaker in in Tynan and you have the ultimate shooter in Ferg. And it's kind of funny. They played uh, one of the games over the last one or two of the games. They played uh, Tynan and Kachev with Ferg. And you, you couldn't ask for two better playmakers if you're, if you're yeah. Martin Ferg. And then sure enough, one of the goals, it was, it was Ferg setting up Kachev with, <laughs> which, you know, go figure. But um they, they've, there's a lot of creativity, and it hasn't really mattered who Tynan's played with. But obviously, when you put him with Ferk, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be the group that carries us. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, unfortunately, would be more injuries and Ferk or Tynan getting that call up. Uh, they should be down there, and they should be the ones leading this team to a Calder opportunity. Uh, again, top one, top three in the league. Uh, they both have their little stint with the Kings. Otherwise, they'd probably be one, two. Uh, and going there, I mean, you know, it's funny, though, as the uh, – man, their names escape me right now, but the Chicago duo are two and four. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see how the season ends up with the rest of the way if they both stay down in the AHL. Uh, but uh, it's definitely been a fun ride so far. And it's made it to where you're just waiting. You're like, okay, every time Tynan's got the puck, you're anticipating somebody else scoring. Anytime Ferk is open, you're anticipating a goal. And when you're at home watching the AHL feed, you're just, or at the rink, you're like, hey, like something's going to happen when these guys are on the ice. The goal Ferk scored, so it was, on, it was on a power play, but it wasn't, it was the last game against San Jose, but it wasn't really a, um, uh, it wasn't a setup, it was off a rush. And it was a turnover. Tynan left it for Velarde. And as soon as the turnover happened and Velarde got the puck, you saw Ferk just – he knew exactly what was about to happen. And all Velarde did was just lay it off for him on a tee. And he, I la when Ferk scored, I literally laughed out loud as I was watching the game. I was like, this is just – it was it was like an alley. It was like uh, the Globetrotters from Tynan to Velarde. He leaves it off and just – hammers at home um and again the reaction when he scores a goal he gets fired up so yeah it's 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 fun it's a fun team to watch uh, agreed agreed let's before we go into the deep game analysis here we got a word from our sponsors at DraftKings. so the nhl season has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has your shot to win big too New customers can bet just $1 on, on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means a free bet for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, still, you have a shot to win and light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in totals of prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
You or anyone know of anyone with a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, New Hampshire, 888-789-777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 100 bets off in Iowa, 877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y, text H-O-P-E-N-Y or 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9889 Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 years of age, again, applies physically present in all the states mentioned. Only Minnesota $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. After that mouthful, we got a mouthful to talk about with the Ontario Reign, starting with Henderson. Uh, did not disappoint the first game, went to overtime, 3-2 uh, Silver Knights. What did you see starting off? Because, as we mentioned earlier, Leas Anderson stayed hot. He did, and again, the goal he scored down low on the power play. Uh, it was a wasn't the one he put between the legs, but again, just how effective he is and how smart he is. He gets the play, uh, he gets it down low. He tries to wrap it in front. Puck pops up, and he just bats it out of midair to put it in the net. Just he knows again when to when to take it to the net, when to make a pass out. Really impressive play from him. Um, and speaking of him, I'll be interested to see what they decide to do with him if he gets any uh, power play time here tonight uh, in the NHL with the Kings. Um, and again, he's like Anderson Dolan did, looked really effective down low. So we'll see if he gets uh, utilized there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a mouthful there. No board sports. Thank you for the ad there. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean. You're looking at he just stayed hot, you know. I mean, there's yep. no really understanding to say it. He was around the puck pretty much the entire game or games plural that he was down there with the rain. I'd be interested to see what the power play looks like. I mean, they added Athanasiu, and and you're looking at Athanasiu on uh, the power play, and now he's gone. He's been scoring goals. So how do they go there? I hope they put Jad down low. I mean, we've been hoping that for a while because he's done that in the rain. Lee Anderson wouldn't be bad because he can hunt pucks. And he likes to go in those dirty areas as well. We're going to see what's going on here uh, with with the Kings and how they shake things up down there. Yeah, I'm very interested to see that. And you're getting a couple of this is the, this is why you can have four Ontario Rain playing on the power play when between the two power plays when you're looking at. Uh, Dersey Spence on the point of two of them. You've got Anderson Dolan and possibly Leas Anderson, possibly Quentin Byfield. So Kaliev. So there's there's a lot of youth uh, on this power play potentially here tonight. I 100% agree. Let's get into the game there. Uh, wait. Oh, no. We already did because Leas Anderson scores his second power play goal. Uh, <laughs> another assist by Tynan. When you're looking at those assist totals, you're seeing 56 by Tynan, 36 by Spence, 21 by Velarde, 57 by Tynan. Uh, it seems like the power play is kicking on all cylinders for the Ontario Reign because those totals are mighty high. So I just had mentioned too, like Leah Sanderson knows when to take it to the net or when to pass it out to like a, a in this in this play in this case. He passes it. He gets the pass from uh, Tynan, and he moves it immediately up to uh, he moves it immediately to Velarde, and Velarde's shot is stopped. But who's right there at the rebound down low? Leas Anderson. So again, he makes a great play. Didn't take that particular one to the net, but makes the great play to Velarde, um, and ends up scoring on the rebound anyway. So really smart player, um, and, and he just he showed it again there. It wouldn't look like it in the in the basic stat realm in this game with with uh, the you know the Silver Knights uh, out shooting Ontario twenty four to fourteen, but Ontario capitalizes on its only two power play goals of the game in the first two periods, and and really had uh, Henderson you know uh, baffled by by how this game has been going, uh, but then they turned it around in the third period. With Ben Jones scoring his 16th of of the season, and then Gage scoring his sixth, so power play goal for Henderson. 
and then you had an even strength that ties it up at two, and we go to overtime. Well, so what I and real quick before that, what I'm curious about because you said it before with the rain getting outshot, and then the, they take advantage of the couple power plays, so they're in the game and they have the lead. What I want to see now with because when Dursey went up, Spence filled in and was great. Now Spence is up. I want to see how this power play, if it is able to bail them out at the same rate without with Helge Granz up at the top as opposed to Spence. I mean, I know Helge Granz is is certainly somebody that's capable, but um, you know, he's still a little bit more raw in terms of his tools. Um and where Spence was was he was just so much smoother uh, working that top on the power play, but you know, obviously there's still a lot of talent out there with Tynan and Velarde and there's, there's, and the like. So um, there's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what they do because now they need somebody at the top and then they're going to need somebody down low to replace Leish Anderson. So um, it'll be curious to see if that power play, and we've talked about how the rain, they give up shots. They give up a lot of them. So, Part of what has been able to make them so successful is how off, how much they score, and their their number one power play in the league is because of that. If that starts to take a little bit of a hit because they've lost some key pieces on that power play, you know, then we'll see what happens here down the stretch with their, you know, and, and if they're still able to win these games. But in this one, um, Falalta makes a big save in overtime, and he ends up getting an assist on the game winner. Shocker! It was Ferk from Tynan. Um, you know, again, you don't we, say exactly. <laughs> so. Um, but a big win, a big win. And, and again, I think Velalta, it's kind of gets, gets, cause he got the assist. It gets a little pushed aside, but he made a big save, right. Leading right to that. So, uh, that was big for him. Yeah. Another, it was a, fun, it was a phenomenal game. save and, and the rebound was just right next to him. He was able to make that assist. It was, it yep. was a quality action there. I think you're right. I mean, the power play for, uh, Ontario is a question mark in the fact that, you know, with all these big guys stepping up. To the Kings level, like where do they get that help? Uh, but is it a, really a question mark because they're so deep, and then you just you have another offensive threat stepping in. And you know, I Jordan Spence deserves all the the praise in the world for what he's done uh, for the Rain. I I still think he's up for Rookie of the Year uh, honors, um, in my opinion. But Helgi Granz ain't no slouch, and he has a lot of uh, offensive ability. You know, he was the type of guy that we thought maybe would get 50% of the games uh, coming into the season. And because of injury and opportunity, he has taken advantage of that and played almost every single game, if not every single game, uh, since he was asked to. Uh, I think he'll do just fine. I mean, he doesn't, he's not the dynamic offensive threat that Spence is. He's more of a well rounded defenseman, but he still has that ability maybe to be more of a passer. And I think he'll do just as he just fine up there. Maybe Turcotte will get that opportunity back down low. I heard he's uh, um, a questionable. I don't know if he's been officially interested in the lineup. Have you seen that tonight? If he's been. The lineup would be out there just probably taking the ice for warm up. So the lineup would be out soon. Okay. So, uh, cause we're going right here before game time live on hockeyroyalty.com. But yeah, I mean, he might be there and, and down low, which would be, an opportunity for him to take advantage of Jared Anderson Dolan and Leah Anderson not being in the lineup and see if he can put some more offense to his game. It is. And a, a, a nod to Helge Grounds because as, and as deservedly so that Spence gets the call up and he's gotten a ton of praise from everybody, including us. And again, it's very well deserved. Um, Helge Grounds had as many even strength points as Jordan Spence. So it's, he's, he's, been somebody to chip in offensively this season at, at five on five. So now he's going to get an opportunity uh, to do it with the man advantage. And we'll see what, uh, what type of talent and what type of kind of movement and skill wise that he's going to be able to bring up there. Yeah. You, I mean, obviously fans included, but if you don't deep dive, you don't see those numbers. You don't say, Hey, you see all the flashy plays because he's on power play one, Jordan Spence, you're playing with Tynan and Ferk and they're putting those goals in almost every single game. You're at least getting an assist or a goal or assist or a goal from either of those guys. And uh, normally Spence is tacked on uh, on one of those things. So you don't really see that kind of stuff. Uh, but, man, Helgi Granz has been fantastic this season. Yep. And now he gets his chance to be in the spotlight. Let's shake it over to the second game uh, from Henderson. 6-3 uh, final. Uh, Rain win this one. Uh, but a uh, little back and forth of a first period. And wouldn't you know it, Helgi Granz gets his sixth goal of the season to start this thing off. Yeah, he got an opportunity from the right point. He fired it on net and it found its way in. Um, I think this, I, I want to give a shout to um, 
John Letheman in this game because I really, really liked his game. I know he gave up the three goals, but the first one, there was a tip uh, on this. I think the second one was a tip. The first one was one of those power play goals that we've talked about where um, it's a cross-seam pass and Dugan was left wide wide, uh, wide open at the right circle and he puts it home. And then uh, the third goal went off of um, well, Landon, I think it was, and into the net. But I thought he was really quiet in net. I thought he looked really good. So it's like, you know, we, we've talked about the goaltending. We've talked about is there a, you know, a, a prospect who is going to be the one that maybe evolves as a prospect. And I was impressed with what I saw out of Lethman here uh, in this one. So, again, it's only one game, but um, I thought it was uh, – I thought he looked very good. Agreed. I thought he did great. And if you look at the PK numbers for the rain, they went down over these four games to 76.3% seventh in the division. Uh, and both goals in the first period were power play goals, uh, one by Dugan and one by, one by Pavel Doroviev, who we've talked about plenty of times when facing Henderson. That guy is a snipe show. And uh, will be interesting to see if he gets any sort of nod for Vegas uh, coming up down the stretch because they've dealt with their injury bug as well. Uh, but in between those Henderson Silver Knight goals, Leas Anderson with his fifth of the season, it just seems like we can't stop talking his name. And, you know, good for Akil Thomas getting the assist because we we were on this last episode, uh, maybe you not so much, but me asking for more from Akil. And I understand that he's injured, you know, double shoulder surgery can't be easy, especially in a physical game like hockey and one that you have to trust your shot. Uh, all the time and instincts and maybe your shoulder is just really not ready. It's not a hundred percent or you have that mental block and just gets that second assist. And maybe this is the start of the confidence game for Akil Thomas. Well, and I want to see, he could be in prime, like as, as I'll keep an eye and waiting to see what the lines are going to look like for Ontario tonight. But you know, I, I he's been three C lately, right? He has, but yeah, I, I think there, you know, there's an opportunity for him um, to, to get a, a bigger role, um, I think as as things go along here, um, as guys get called up, I'm I'm interested to see where where he kind of slots in. I think there's a potential for him to play a little bit of a bigger role. Um, you know, Rasmus Kapari was called up as an extra body who had been playing two C. Maybe Akil Thomas slots in there in, tonight, and he plays second line center with Figimo, uh, because that's that, Kapari has been with Figimo for for a, a while now, since pretty much since he's been down, um, and maybe that's Akil Thomas tonight. So uh, it, this could be an opportunity for him. You know, maybe it's a short one, um, but it could be an opportunity for him to get a little bit of an extended look, and maybe even get some more power play time too. Yeah, you know that's an interesting thing, and, and I didn't really even think about it before we came on the pod here. Fancy that. But it's a big thing. It's been a big topic on Twitter. So let's get into that a little bit, maybe a little off topic here. The Kupari call-up versus Velarde. Uh, what do you think about the Kings' decision to bring up uh, Kupari over Velarde? Uh, do you think it was because of the AA injury? Do they know that was going to happen? Or you think that it was just, hey, this might be a possibility? Or do you think they believe that Kupari gives a better opportunity uh, moving forward? Uh, I mean, I... I, I wouldn't even read uh, – I guess the AA injury adds a little bit more of a wrinkle that, that we didn't know at the time that maybe they knew something was up. But, uh, like, I, I don't think there was anything really to read into it. I think he was I thought saying, it was a paper transaction at the time. I, they Well, they, I think they were just going to bring – they were going to bring the extra body just in case. Yeah. Just in case they needed it. They've um, done that on every road trip. I thought – yeah, I thought it was the kind of just a – Yeah, so I think yeah. that's all it was. And, and I think there's no, – if you're going to do that, then they they decided to make it Kapari and let Velarde play um, in Ontario tonight rather than sit in the stands. So I, I I don't think I read too much into it really at the time. I know I put a little bit of a tongue in cheek uh, tweet out about you know became Velarde still marinating, but I mean again th- this wasn't a situation where they were calling Kapari up to play anyway. So whoever was getting the call, it could very well be a short term one. Like, again, the AA injury may may change that but um yeah i i wouldn't read too much into it the a injury changed it for me at least my viewpoint and the, the fact that he was playing second line uh Callio was playing first line on the last game and so who does that who slots in there and you and i both think that velarde is a top uh six winger uh for the kings eventually and this might be his chance to show 
his his talent to be there. You know, whether it's one game or two games, but usually IR at least means a week. And so, um, you know, my he should have got that opportunity to be there. If you look at our friend Jacob Stroller, who we're trying to get on the pod at JL uh, Stoller uh, on Twitter. Gabriel Velarde, his game score is 91%. Goals, 63%. Assists, 95%. Uh, he's creating over 50%, uh, 51% of the chances, and he's finishing a lot with 74% goals for percentage. He's doing everything he can, uh, but where he's at and he's doing his best damage is on the power play. Again, Kings fans are asking for that power play help uh, you know, on, on offense, and so why isn't Velarde getting the nod? But then you look at the other side with Kupari. He made that fantastic play, dangling the puck with his left hand, going on the outside, shooting the snipe Great show. Yeah. And phenomenal goal. Maybe goal of the year as far as on a one-on-one effort in, in uh, the rain territory. Uh, not that both or one is deserving over the other, but you just it, you scratch your head. As Why isn't Velarde getting the nod? You understand why Kupari's there. I mean, I guess this is first world problems, as they say, uh, being that we have a top uh, prospect pool. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I really, I, I'm not reading too much into it right now. Uh, I think it was a matter of they needed an extra body. The guy, whoever was coming up, wasn't going to play. And I would say just leave it at that. Now, again, as you mentioned with the A injury, we'll see after tonight because the rain are off for for a little bit after tonight, so that they don't play tomorrow again. It's not a back to back situation, so. Does some is there another transaction that uh, happen uh, offhand? I don't know when the next Kings game is after tonight. Tonight, but um, for now, not reading too much into it. I think it was just they wanted an extra body, and Kapari had been spent so much time in there that maybe they just thought he would be the one. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, Dooley is showing that um, <clears throat> that Kupari isn't in the in the rushes, so you know, not getting the nod for this game. So it, it's a it might be a mute point. So let's move it on here to the next game uh, or the next two games with uh, Bakersfield and uh, the San Jose Barracuda. We'll start with the Bakersfield game there. Three to two win. Uh, you're looking at it didn't <laughs> it didn't look promising to start. Bakersfield came out hot in the first period, out shooting us nine to eight. But that wasn't the full story because uh, they got two goals there with uh, excellent uh, Kings reign uh, player Tim Schaller. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was, uh, it's, it's a, I'm trying to, now and I'm drawing a blank on who it was Valalta and not that game, but um, Holloway, the one that was a tip at the back door and then Shaler was left wide open in the slot. So it was hard to get on, get on Valalta for that one uh, at all, really either of them. So um, again, another situation where the rain, did they have a power play in the first? I don't know if they had a PP. They did have a power play in the first, but if it's like, if they haven't contributed in the power play, if they haven't scored on the power play, they're having a hard time. Like, I, I don't know, especially early in games like this, like they find themselves either being outshot or they're trailing. It, it, it seems if they're not able to convert on the power play. So, and this was an example of that. It's so funny how the teams are exact opposite. Like you, you know, <laughs> you watch the rain and it's like, Oh, Baker still commits a penalty. Let's go. That's an automatic goal with how much the Rainers score. And I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they got to be close to the league record with uh, power play percentage. Uh, right now, they're at 27.3%. They got to be at the league record uh, threshold uh, coming down the stretch here. But yeah, it, it was it was crazy in the first. Uh, another power play goal for, for the Condors. Uh, an unassisted goal for Schaller. And we're like, okay, well... We played them pretty evenly, but we're down 2 nothing. How is this going to shake out? And the trusty golden boy, Leah Anderson, uh, as of late, with a power play goal from Tynan and Spence, what would you know? Par for the course. He just, yeah. continues, to, he just continues to do it. Um, so uh, he, it was – it's incredible how just – I don't know that I've seen a guy like – he comes down. He hasn't played. And we talked about it when he first came down. It's like, I almost forgot he was here with the organization. He was out for, yeah. and we, there's so many guys coming in and out. And then all of a sudden he just comes in and totally lights it up. Like didn't forget about how oh, he didn't miss a beat or he looked good. No, he came in and he lit up the AHL is without missing a beat. It was crazy. I think, I think so, you know, and, and, 
I don't know. We, you know, all the all the the Kings fans are talking about the trick and trade and who we're dishing out, and and I'm one of them that's saying, hey, like we should have traded Athens to see you, and he's been fantastic, uh, you know, but he seems to be like a graham cracker when and he crumbles uh, after a couple games and is back on the IR, and uh, that joke was not at his expense because it's just you know it's been the fact for the season. Uh, but you 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 forgot about Leas Anderson. You know, he was so high on everybody's radar with the Kachev. Uh, Anderson and Velarde line lighten it up in preseason. Uh, all three of them went by the wayside almost instantaneously uh, at the start of the season. And now they're all making their, you know, their waves in their own way. Uh, and it's interesting to see how the season will end up. I, you know, I think it'd just be pure poetry if they had a chance to be on the same line for the Kings to end the season in some way. You know, I think, and this this is credit credit to these guys because I mentioned it with Leas, he almost forgot he was there, and then you know, Athens, see you misses he misses a lot of time. He comes back, makes an immediate impact when he gets back in the lineup. Carl Grundstrom was healthy scratch for a few games, gets back in the lineup, immediately scores a goal. Trevor Moore was kind of had some rough spots. He gets put on the second line, and that line goes nuts. He goes nuts over a point per game since January first. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like just when you think. Okay, the Kings, somebody's gonna have to make a move, or something's gonna have to happen. They don't, you know, something's not going right, or this guy's hurt, or that guy's out, or he doesn't have it. They get back in the lineup and they immediately contribute. Um, which is a again, you mentioned it before, first real problem. That's a great problem to have. I mean, it's gonna make Rob Blake's job a little more difficult, probably. Um, but it's a good problem to have. Um, and then with Leas Anderson, we'll see if he does, if it translates to the NHL, but he misses all this time and he immediately contributes, you know, it was different because he did it in Ontario, but still um, it's, it's kind of remarkable how these guys are able to, they miss time and they just come right back and, and score big goals. Uh, it's, it's great to see. Yeah. I, I like it. And, you know, if, if that's what it takes is, is fans, uh, you know, threatening trade talks on, on Twitter and stuff to get people hot. Well, hey, Kopi, we're trading you. Uh, we're doing all this kind of stuff because let's get hot first line. Let's get hot. Uh, let's move it over to uh, let's move it over uh, to the uh, San Jose rain game. And by no means am I asking to trade Kopitar. So don't at me on Twitter, please. Four <laughs> um, three overtime loss. Uh, but that really wasn't the story uh, for the most part. Uh, you look at the rain started quick with uh, unsung hero who uh, really has been lost in translation with all this talent and Braden Burke in his sixth of the year. Great play too, man. Um, really, really nice passing play from Ferk to Tynan to Burke um, as they entered the zone. They, they made, that was a pretty one. Yeah. You move it over to Jasper, whether getting his first of the season on the power play. Uh, you know, we've been praising the, the, the PK for the rain, being a little bit more consistent and this little stretch of games, they go back to the, the PK of old. I don't know if it's uh, just bringing up all these guys, if it's the, the, you know, the thrustle of uh, the different line mates and everything like that, but they haven't looked good. I mean, there's been a lot of good opportunities on, on the PK uh, from the other team and uh, San Jose gets the first goal via the power play. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And this was, Switching over to the rain power play, this was the first power play, first game without Jordan Spence or Sean Dersey running the top of the power play. And yes, the first goal that the, the, the rain did score a power play goal. They were one for two, Martin Furk. Um, that was the one I talked about earlier where Velarde just kind of, it was a broken play. It wasn't a, it wasn't on a setup or anything like that in the zone. It was a, came in off a rush um, and Velarde just kind of laid it off and Furk hammered it home. Um, so I, I, you know, so they, it wasn't anything that was really set up. Um, and so again, we'll, eyes on my, my eyes are on power play today for Ontario. How does Helge Grands run the power play? I think he'll do a good job. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his game. I hope he does and continues. Uh, let's move it over. And in the second period or the third period, uh, I guess all that stuff happened in the second period. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting, getting the periods mixed up, but in the third period, uh, Weatherby, stay hot, man, my friend, for San Jose, second power play goal of the game. Uh, and then Lane uh, Pedersen, another power play goal. So all three goals in, in regulation on the power play for San Jose, uh, you know, just like with the San Jose game for the Kings, we just couldn't stay out of the box. And then we couldn't stop them on the power play. Either, so yeah. It was a double whammy. Um, 
And then, you know, you mentioned Kapari earlier who had a gorgeous goal. This one, he comes in, uh, he, he tries to take a shot, he gets blocked, and Fagimo there hammers home the rebound to tie the game. So um, Kapari has been productive, Fagimo has been productive, um, and that's, that's been good to see. So, um, again, I, I mentioned earlier, I'd be interested to see who Fagimo's center is tonight. I'll give a look over at uh, Jared Schaffron's. Um, to see what the line the line rushes look like, but uh, it was good to see Fugimo tie that game late and get this to overtime. Very much so. In overtime, uh, Shemilevsky uh, hammers it home, and and at least the rain get one point. So you're looking at seven out of eight uh, for the four game stand. Uh, pretty good series there for the rain, even though with all the chaos going on, the Kings. If you look at the standings right now, Heat are technically in first place. Uh, by points percentage with 71 points, uh, and Rainer right there at 73 points, but the point percentage uh, speaks a little different on that. Before we get into our Rain Player of the Week or the TJ Tynan Award, as we've been calling it on this podcast, let's break down because we are doing this live. Uh, we have 12 minutes before puck drop, or at least what they say is puck drop. So let's get into the line for for the Kings here. Um, if you're watching this live. Kopitar with Kempe and I follow, bringing I follow back up to the first line. What do you think that is that going to do? I mean, obviously, Kopitar and Kempe have been uh, ice cold uh, for the last six games. What does I follow bring to that line? And can he get it started back up? Hopefully. I mean, he's he's a guy that I know has been talked about in the past that Kopitar likes playing with. Um, hopefully it, it sparks a little bit for them. Um, obviously with, with the amount of guys that they're going to have, that they've got out of the lineup right now, it's going to have to be some jumbling around, even if it isn't permanent, but hopefully this is something that gets Kopitar going. And I follow too, for that matter. It's not as if he's been, he's been lighting things up, uh, much recently. So, um, I think it's, it's probably a safer move, right. Than to move a, uh, a Kaliev or Leah Sanderson, although they'd had Anderson Dolan up there and listen, I, I thought he I thought he was okay. Um, for I what thought he, he played well. Too. Yeah, for what he brings. I mean, I, 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 but I think the thing with Anderson Dolan is he is capable, more than capable, of playing a top six role in a pinch. Like, do it for a game or two. He's not a guy that should live there. So I was perfectly fine with him giving them the run. And maybe if it was a situation where Kopitar was playing, you know, he was, you know, maybe he was a little bit hotter playing a little bit more on his game that maybe Anderson Dolan chips in a little bit more too. It would have helped him. But uh, I had no problem giving him a shot up there. And, and I have no problem uh, with moving him down the lineup. I think he's that type of player that can play all over and up and down the lineup. So, um, but with Ayafalo in the first line, again, they, they've done it before. So hopefully it's something that gets, gets Kopitar going. Yeah. Let's break it down to the fourth line. Cause you mentioned it, you know, Anderson Dolan can play up and down. Uh, you have Tonka and Lazat there. Uh, and I think that line, it has a bunch of four check uh, and back check guys who have their own style of grinding. I mean, you have Grunstrom who has that, uh, hit mentality laid the smack down in last game uh, against the Sharks. Lazat has been a very underrated player uh, and is getting a lot of clout amongst fans. I've seen it on Twitter. People uh, really admitting that they were wrong about him or or wanting, uh, you know, Jad, no offense to Jad, but Lazat's really earning that spot and consistently been playing. And then he gets paired with a guy that they thought was going to replace him and Anderson Dolan on his left wing. And all three guys can grind in their own way. All three guys score in their own way. It's going to be interesting to see how that line melts together. Yeah, it is because that line has been so good. The fourth line has been such a positive for the Kings with Lazat, Lemieux, and Kaliev. Now how does it look with Lazat and and two totally different wingers? So I'll be interested to see how that shakes out too. Yeah. One of those wingers gets moved up to the second line. I think this is going to be the most interesting line of the night with uh, Dano, Moore, and Kaliev. Uh, generally, that second line has been speed, speed, speed. With Victor Arvidsson, you know, Moore can skate, and obviously Dano has that ability as well. Uh, but Kaliev is not known for his skates. Uh, duck on a pond, uh, some people say. and uh, and But he's been doing a good job with his pace. His condition, conditioning has looked a lot better. And you have two guys that are have very... Uh, good hockey IQ ice awareness to set up Kaliev on that line. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I think it's 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 a good opportunity for Kaliev, and and we'll see how much how much because uh, he is he likes to shoot the puck like Arvidsson does, but he's a little bit of a different type of player, right? I mean, Arvidsson's a bulldog the way he goes and and, and gets after it, and 
I think Kaliev, I don't know if he quite has that type of streak in him, um, which is not, it's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. It's just, they're a little bit different in terms of how they play the game, but um, yeah, very interested to see how that line shakes out. Let's uh, we mentioned the, the Leas Anderson byfield combination there. Uh, we don't really have to touch on that too much more. I just hope the grit of Leas Anderson and his scoring touches of late really sparks byfield. Um, actually, let's go, actually, let's go there because, there's been a lot of uh, hearsay and talk on Twitter and not all, of, you know, some of it is interesting to talk about is it is Byfield at his own, uh, is it his own fault? The fact that he hasn't been productive. Is it his line mates? Is it the fact that he's just a rookie? Uh, but it's cause for concern. The fact that he's not playing very many minutes. He's also not scoring very many points. Uh, you know, I think it, it's also a little bit of prospect envy to see across the league people, you know, rookies getting their due where, how do you feel about Byfield's play so far? I'm, I don't have a big problem with it. Uh, I, I don't think that, that it's anything that we need to be losing sleep over. Uh, I th- actually think it's a perfect spot for him. They're kind of easing him in yet. He's still playing at the NHL level. He's getting accustomed to playing at the NHL level against these, against the, uh, uh, other NHL players, but he's been able to do it in a third line role to kind of ease him in. Hopefully he gets a little bit more special teams time kind of sprinkled in, because I think at the end of the day, you, you want to also put him in a position to succeed. And I think kind of having him on that third line behind those two elite centers in terms of their, with the, their two way play with Kopitar and Deneau. Um And I actually like having Aya follow with him. I know they've shaken things up for a reason today, but I, 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 I think he's fine. I, I mean, yeah, the production's going to have to come, of course, but right now I I'm okay with it. I think he's played. Okay. I think he's had some chances. Um, I don't think he's been a big problem right now. Uh, I think this is kind of what you're looking to do is is ease him in. And the Kings, this is, this is they're in an interesting spot, right? They're trying to develop. They're trying to get better, yet they're trying to make the playoffs. And sometimes you it's really difficult to do both at once. And I think that's why, I, I going back to the summer, I really, I guess I get it, but I didn't like that you know, Blake said that, you know, the goal here is to make the playoffs and we're, we should be a playoff team. It's like, I don't know. I, I, and obviously where they are now, they very well should be no, no doubt about it, but man, to me, it should be more about this year was like, let's get Byfield, take that next step. Let's get Kelly up to take the next step. I think it's as important, if not more important that those guys get into a rhythm and get more comfortable than it is that they make the playoffs. I mean, I maybe that's not a good thing to say now where they're sitting second place in the division where it would be a huge disappointment if they missed the playoffs at this point. But uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's probably, it's difficult to, to, to try to develop and try to build your prospects and, and have them develop in the NHL on the fly yet also try to make playoffs, right? Some you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's not always easy. Yeah. I disagree a little bit in the fact that you've seen Kaliev take advantage of his fourth line minutes. Uh, sure. He's, he's been phenomenal. Uh, in his improvement on the defensive side of the puck, he's scoring with the limited opportunities, uh, barely on the second power. They had him off on his off wing. I would like, I, I would say it's a little bit on Byfield not taking advantage of his opportunity as well. Like he's not playing very many minutes, but neither was Kaliev and Kaliev was scoring. But it's also on the Kings management not putting him on some sort of special teams. Uh, I think they weren't sheltering Kaliev to start the season on for as far as the special teams are concerned they let him play the power play obviously Kaliev has maybe a top five shot in the NHL uh and you know that's not the same for for Byfield but he's the number two overall pick like you have to give him some power play time and I really hope that comes uh towards the end of the season to where he's not playing nine minutes a night maybe he's playing 11 and two of those are on the power play and he's getting more opportunity to shine uh you know that over that what six two six three six four body uh, is definitely welcomed in front of the net, in front of in front of uh, goalies, and so I think the blame is a little bit on management not uh, playing him uh, more often and kind of sheltering him too much. And the blame is partly to to Byfield. He's got to generate those opportunities and take advantage when he is on the ice. He he does. I mean, and I don't know. It's I guess it's just so so hard. I mean, he's played nineteen games this season, and. I, I don't know. I, like he's 19. He's played 19 games in the NHL as a third line center. 
Yeah, but Velarde played 10 games and and people thought he was going to score 60-something points the next season because of what he came out of the gate doing. So they're both first-round picks, so there's not an excuse in my eyes for Byfield other than, hey, he had this massive injury. He really hasn't had a consistent year to start. You know, maybe it's unfair of me and if this was the way that season would have started without the injury, right? He had a hot camp, mm-hmm. came in, and this is the way the season started. Maybe my criticism would be more... Uh, valid but number two overall pick i want to see something i want to see more than what he had sure and and he needs to drive some sort of play and watching him at the stars game you saw spurts of it where he was taking the puck down the line he was using his body protecting it and bringing it to the net so you're seeing the flashes but they're not consistent enough and you know there's some first round picks like like a kupari who are doing the same thing when they were given the opportunity like you see the flashes like why aren't you doing that more often and i you know just thinking this came off the top of my head and I was with in a, in a discussion on uh, Twitter uh, with, with a Kings fan about Kempe. And I said that he, in an interview earlier in his career, he said he was deferring to his line mates and not playing his game because he was younger, because he was, it was uh, he was new to the scene. And, you know, when you're playing with Dustin Brown, when you're playing mm-hmm. with all these guys, Jeff Carter and all that Kempe was deferring to his line mates instead of playing his game. And now, you're seeing him playing his game and him not deferring and what it's done. Maybe the same advice needs to be brought sure. to, to Byfield. And hey, like he's dominated every single level that he's played. He needs to take the puck and sometimes try those one-on-one things. You see it with Zagris for for the Ducks. He tries his offensive skill. It doesn't always work. And sometimes to the, to the demise of a two-on-one going the other way, but you get that offensive skill at the forefront and maybe Byfield doesn't needs to be less concerned about playing a 200 foot game and just going on the attack sometimes when he sees it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, sure. I'd like to see him maybe be a little bit more assertive and kind of take the reins a little bit more in certain situations, I guess. But again, I, I don't know. My whole thing with him is I, I want to, I want to just get him consistent reps, consistent minutes as a third line center, play both ends of the ice, uh, develop into that dominant two-way center that we expect him to be. Um, that's, that's, you know, Joe, the hope- Kings could hire you for their PR. Cause it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, Oh, this guy, he just needs to get healthy. And this you guy just needs to play his game and don't be worried about it. He's got all this kind of stuff. You know, sometimes players just need to play Joe. There's, there's sometimes where I feel like I'm actually the negative one sometimes. <laughs> And but I don't know. Maybe lately that's not the case, uh, or I guess I, maybe I'm making excuses for for certain guys. But I don't know. I you got a 19 year old. You're asking him to play third line center. Like you know, they're in it. They're in it. They're in the thick of it. They're in a playoff race right now. So hopefully the production comes. I still think it will. I still think he he's he's looked okay. I'm not worried about it, and and uh, I just think that he needs to step up a little bit. Let's get into the rain star of the week because uh, game time is coming up here. Uh, for all that you are watching live on YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe. So, Joe, hit us with your rain player of the week. Uh, Samuel Fugima has got two goals and two assists in the last four games. He's actually on a seven-game point streak where he's got eight points in that stretch. He has put a good little run together here. He's been a quietly, I think, pretty quietly consistent uh, player for the rain from a production standpoint. Not lighting it up to the level of like a Ferk or Tynan, obviously, but but a solid point producer, and he's been a really good defensive forward as well. We've talked about that. We've talked about that with uh, Sean O'Brien and the point shares model. Um, and I mentioned before that he was going to have, you know, he did have Rasmus Kapari as his center for a while and how things were going to shake up. Um, and there's a lot of shakeups here for the rain tonight. So I, I'll, I'll quickly jump into that. So Tynan, Ferk, and Burke is your first line. Velarde's going to play in the middle on the second line with Figimo and Kachev. Uh, Akil Thomas will play the third line with Wagner and Sutter playing the wing. Um, the baby giraffes back in the lineup, Pavlichev down the middle uh, with Doty and then Lauren Ouellette. And I'm probably butchering that last name who was signed to a PTO. So a lot of different, a uh, lot of things shaking up in the rain uh, forward group tonight, but my rain player of the week, Samuel Fagimo, two goals, two assists in four games. Yeah. I'm going to make this quick because uh, the sharks are embarrassing us already to nothing in the first uh, was 7.50 left to go. Maybe we should stay on this pod and not watch the game if it's going to continue this way. Uh, but I'm going to go Leas Anderson, and and we've talked about his game plenty. Uh, Well-deserved, coming coming out hot, and you know uh, it probably should be tying in again because he overtook the first spot in the AHL. But 
Uh, if it's his award, we can give it to somebody else. And I'm going to go with Leah Sanderson. Uh, we've all talked about his game extensively this podcast. So I uh, don't want to get into it too much. I wish that the, the, the Kings can score it around or turn it around here. And it looks like they're going on the power play. So uh, Joe, I'm going to let you go so we can we can watch this game and watch the rain game. As always, at Hockey Royalty, you can find all of our articles at HockeyRoyalty.com. Uh, we are officially a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, so go like and subscribe. Everybody on the network, you can find us on Twitter at Hockey underscore Royalty. Thank you so much for our sponsor, DraftKings. Use promo code THPN. Where can they find you on Twitter, Joe? That's at JW Paterino. And I am at Rando Commando 24. As always, Joe, thank you very much. Appreciate talking to you. Grab a beer because this might be a long night for both uh, <laughs> the rain and the Kings. And thank you very much. Go Kings, go. Go Kings, go rain. <laughs>